Letter eighty two of Pamela, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Pamela, volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter eighty two from Mrs. B to Lady Davers. My dearest lady, my first letter and my first divorce after those of thankfulness to thy gracious God who has so happily conducted me through two such heavy trials as my child's and my own illness must be directed to you with all due acknowledgment of your generous and affectionate concern for me we are now preparing for our journey to bedfordshire and there to my great satisfaction i am to be favoured with the care of miss goodwin after tarrying about a month there mr v will make a tour with me through several counties taking the hall in the way for about a fortnight and shew me what is remarkable everywhere as we pass for this he thinks will better contribute to my health than any other method the distemper has left upon me a kind of weariness and listlessness and he proposes to be out with me till the bath season begins and by the aid of those healing and balsamic waters he hopes i shall be quite established afterwards to return to bedfordshire for a little while then to london and then to kent and if nothing hinders has a great mind to carry me over to paris thus most kindly does he amuse and divert me with his agreeable proposals but i have made one amendment to them and that is that i must not be denied to pay my respects to your ladyship at your seat and to my good lady countess in the same neighbourhood and this will be far from being the least of my pleasures i have had congratulations without number upon my recovery but one among the rest i did not expect from the countess dowager could you think it madam who sent me by her gentleman the following letter from tunbridge madam i hope among the congratulations of your numerous admirers on your happy recovery my very sincere ones will not be unacceptable i have no other motive for making you my compliments on this occasion on so slender an acquaintance than the pleasure it gives me that the public as well as your private friends have not been deprived of a lady whose example in every duty of life is of so much concern to both may you madam long rejoice in an uninterrupted state of happiness answerable to your merits and to your own wishes are those of your most obedient humble servant to this kind letter i return the following madam i am under the highest obligation to your generous favour in your kind compliments of congratulation on my recovery there is something so noble and so condescending in the honour you have done me on so slender an acquaintance that it bespeaks the exalted mind and character of a lady who in the principles of generosity and in true nobleness of nature has no example may god almighty bless you my dear lady with all the good you wish me and with increase of honour and glory both here and hereafter praise and will always pray your ladyship's most obliged and obedient servant p b this leads me to mention what my illness would not permit me to do before that mr b met with such a reception and audience from the countess when he attended her in all he had to offer and propose to her 
and in her patient hearing of what he thought fit to read her from your ladyship's letters and mine that he said don't be jealous my dear pamela but i must admire her as long as i live he gave me the particulars so much to her ladyship's honour that i told him he should not only be welcome to admire her ladyship but that i would admire her too they parted very good friends and with great professions of esteem for each other and as mr b had undertaken to inspect into some exceptional accounts and managements of her ladyship's bailiff one of her servants brought a letter for him on monday last wholly written on that subject but she was so considerate as to send it unsealed in a cover directed to me when i opened it i was frightened to see it begin to mr b and i hastened to find him dear sir here's some mistake you see the direction is to mrs b tis very plain but upon my word i have not read it don't be uneasy my love i know what the subject must be but i dare swear there is nothing nor will there ever be but what you or anybody may see he read it and giving it to me said answer yourself the postscript my dear that was if sir the trouble i give you is likely to subject you or your young lady to uneasiness or apprehensions i beg you will not be concerned in it i will then set about the matter myself for my uncle i will not trouble yet women enter into these particulars with as little advantage to themselves as inclination i told him i was entirely easy and unapprehensive and after all his goodness to me should be so if he saw the countess every day that's kindly said my dear but i will not trust myself to see her every day or at all for the present but i shall be obliged to correspond with her for a month or so on this occasion unless you prohibit it and it shall be in your power to do so i said with my whole heart he might and i should be quite easy in both their honours yet i will not said he unless you see our letters for i know she will always now she has begun send in a cover to you what she will write to me unsealed and whether i am at home or abroad i shall take it unkindly if you do not read them he went in and wrote an answer which he sent by the messenger but would make me whether i would or not read it and seal it up with his seal but all this needed not to me now who think so much better of the lady than i did before and am so well satisfied in his own honour and generous affection for me for you saw madam in what i wrote before that he always loved me though he was angry at times at my change of temper as he feared not knowing that i was apprised of what had passed between him and the countess i really am better pleased with his correspondence than i should have been had it not been carried on because the servants on both sides will see by my deportment on the occasion and i will officiously with a smiling countenance throw myself in their observation that it is quite innocent and this may help to silence the mouths of those who have so freely censured their conduct indeed madam i think i have received no small good myself by that affair which once lay so heavy upon me for i don't believe i shall be ever jealous again indeed i don't think i shall and won't that be an ugly foible overcome i see what may be done in cases not favourable to our wishes by the aid of proper reflection 
and that the bee is not the only creature that may make honey out of the bitter flowers as well as the sweet my most grateful respects and thanks to my good lord davers to the earl and his excellent countess and most particularly to lady betty with whose kind compliments your ladyship acquaints me and to mr h for all your united congratulations on my recovery what obligations do i lie under to such noble and generous well-wishers i can make no return but by my prayers that god by his goodness will supply all my defects and these will always attend you from my dearest lady your ever obliged sister and humble servant p b mr h is just arrived he says he comes a special messenger to make a report how my face has come off he makes me many compliments upon it how kind your ladyship is to enter so favorably into the minutest concerns which you think may any way affect my future happiness in your dear brother's opinion i want to pour out all my joy and my thankfulness to god before you and the good countess of c for i am happy yea a blessed creature mr b s boy your ladyship's boy and my boy is charmingly well quite strong and very forward for his months and his papa is delighted with him more and more end of letter eighty two